Hello, my darlings, and welcome to Storytime. I, myself, use horror podcasts to help me sleep, and I was hoping that I could add to the diversity of that world just a little bit. I will be narrating true, true horror stories from Reddit, and hopefully from friends, family, and you, my ghost singles. Please send me your scariest moments, and I will narrate them to the best of my ability. I can be reached at Let's Get Creepy Podcast at Yahoo.com. Once again, that's Let's Get Creepy Podcast at Yahoo.com. I may also include episodes where I read from public access horror stories and the occasional creepy pasta. Thank you for listening. Now, let's get creepy. This just happened approximately 15 minutes ago and completely freaked me out. I'm feeling under the weather today and left work early, came home, and took a nap on the couch. I then got up to fix some soup, watch some Netflix, before taking another small nap. I get up from the couch to get a glass of water, and as I'm making my way to the kitchen, I hear someone jiggling my front doorknob. My doors are locked because my mother has a tendency to swing by unannounced. My cat immediately ran to the front door to greet the visitor. As I turn the corner of the kitchen slash entryway, I see a small head full of short black hair ducking out of sight at the door's window. I quickly open the door, ready to have a stern talk with this child, but no one is there. My door opens to three steps in a wide parking lot, nowhere for anyone to hide in that small amount of time. It was literally seconds between the jiggling and me opening the door. The little head of dark hair spooked me, and now I'm hiding under the blankets in my bedroom. No more maps for me this afternoon. The Weird Bathroom Stall This happened to me two years ago, but I still think about it from time to time because we still visit this place, and every time we do, I or my parents mention what happened. So, one day, my parents and I went to this Asian supermarket that we go to every so often that's in a city. It's about two hours from our town that we frequently hang out in. We already had a long day and I was tired, so I decided to just wait in the car while my parents went inside. Later on, I had to use the restroom, so I texted my dad that I was leaving the car and coming in to use the restroom. I ran into him in the store first, so he talked to me for a little bit. I noticed my mom wasn't with him, and he told me that she went to use the restroom too. So I went to the bathroom, which is pretty tiny. There are only three stalls, and as I walk in, I can see under the first stall, and I literally see my mom's shoes. Or so I thought. I went into the stall next to her, and as I walked past her stall, I can see through the door crack her hair. Or so I thought. When I was done, I went to wash my hands. I never said anything to her, though, because there were some other people in the bathroom, too, so I didn't feel like calling out to her, but they eventually left. So I'm just waiting by the sink and wondering what's taking so long. Eventually, some other old ladies come into the bathroom and every single one that comes in presses on the first stall's door, my mom's door. But it didn't open since it was locked because obviously someone was in there. They all used the other two stalls. Some women who came in even stood back in front of the And everyone who came into the bathroom has already come and went. And I'm still wondering, oh my god. 
what the heck is taking her so long? So, finally I say something to her, but she didn't answer me. Then I decided to press on her door. And the freaking door opened. Even though it was locked the entire time, as other people tried to go in, and we also saw someone's shoes under there. The stall is 100% empty, and there's no shoes. I get the fuck out of there and find my dad. And my mom was with him too. And I was like, what the fuck? I told them what happened and they were spooked too. Turns out my mom never even went into the bathroom. She decided to look for something somewhere else in the store first. I still have no idea of an explanation on what that was. So, I've been a career paramedic. But this happened when I had only been one for five years. This has never left me to this day and I shit you not. It happened exactly like this. I was driving one rainy afternoon. It was really pouring and traffic had slowed down to about 50 miles per hour. I was following two vehicles. We rounded a bend in the road as a small sports car on the opposite side crossed the center line and hit the small SUV that was leading the three of us vehicles on my side of the road. I immediately pulled over and called 911. It was a bad one. I got out to check on everyone. There was this wailing coming from the SUV on the side of the road. That's always a good thing because it means the people are breathing. So I went down to the field, past the ditch, to check on the sports car. There were two young guys in the car. The force of the impact had driven the engine to where the front passenger seat should have been. The passenger was still buckled, his crumpled hand grabbing the oh shit handle overhead. The entire section of car shoved into the back seat area. The back of the car had peeled away as had the passenger's top of his head. His jawbone jutted out, raw and jagged, and he was clearly deceased. But I felt for a pulse anyway, all the while listening to the gasping, ragged, dragged breaths of the driver. No pulse in the passenger. I tried to figure out how to deal with the driver, but there was nothing I could do. The car had literally wrapped around him, and, I, and it would take an extrication team to get him out, listening to his dying breathing. I apologized out loud for him that there was nothing more I could do. I told him sorry. I told him I was sorry to leave him. But others needed my help too, and in my heart, I knew he'd never make it. So I went to render aid where it was needed. In triage, we call this black tagging a patient who isn't going to survive. I did what I could for the family in the SUV. Emergency medical people and fire services got to the scene and took over. The entire family had injuries, but all survived. The mother had permanent brain damage, though, and lost an eye. But the whole day, those two guys in the red sports car stayed in my mind. That night, I was home alone and getting ready for bed. It was just the bedside lamp on, and I heard something in the hallway. It got louder as it came down the dark hallway towards my open door. It was a thump. Drag. Thump. Drag. I absolutely froze. A broken hand curled around the frame of my doorway, and then that kid from the passenger seat was standing there, busted up just like he was in the car. I'm totally serious. He looked at me, and I can't recall what the exact words he said were, but it was something along the lines of, hey, my friend wants you to understand. He wants you to know he's okay. We both are. Thanks for trying. He stood there for a few more moments, just looking at me, and then he stepped into the shadows, let go of the doorframe, and I listened to him drag back down the hallway into nothing. 
had turned on every damn light I could. I slept with the lights on for two weeks. I clipped out their death notices from the paper later that week, and it turns out they were both high school seniors on their way home from a wrestling tournament. Their car had hydroplaned from what the investigation determined. I'd have never recognized the blonde-headed kid had he come to me as his healthy, unwrecked self. Freaked me the hell out that he came all busted up. I still have the newspaper clippings. I'll never forget them. Nor that ghostly visit. Anyway, that's my experience. I've, I've seen a lot of shit in my 29-year career. But nothing quite that visceral. Before, nor since. I just had one of the scariest moments of my life. At the moment, I'm in the hospital. I was sleeping when I heard a child's voice say, Mommy? Claire is a bell. I was disoriented from sleep, so I got up to get my two-year-old and then realized where I was. My room is near the children's ward, so I turned my flashlight on on my phone just to make sure it wasn't a misplaced child. Nothing. I decided I imagined it, sat back, bone in hand, and the blankets moved. It literally felt like the back of a child's head resting on your feet. On goes the flashlight again, by me. Nothing. As soon as the light goes on, everything stops. Turn the light back off. This happens three more times. Then the light is off again and I feel the thing on my feet, and I hear a child say, again! And now I'm seeing an almost there bare outline of a tiny head walk around the bed. But each time I turn on the lights, I get nothing. I decided it was just full on overheads and being awake time now. Edit. And now what sounds like panting is right behind my ear. Edit too. And now a definite jumping sound. Edit 3. As soon as the nurses started coming in, it got quiet. Nothing now. Edit 4. By popular demand, I asked my nurse. Okay, I'm never taking requests again unless I can immediately leave the hospital. Kid has a name. Joey. He likes to play pranks at night. He's been blamed for many missing items, saying random words, laughing, and crawling on beds. I have to sleep here again tonight. I thought my nurse would be like, no, what kind of meds are we giving you? Edit number something. I asked Joey if he was sad just now. I got zero's response. I asked Joey if he was here. Nothing. So far, no Joey tonight. And no, I've not been given any opiates, nor am I detoxing from anything. Literally. I got food poisoning, which is embarrassing because I teach culinary arts. Literally, I have only had saline solution and potassium. I was having a tense conversation with someone that I was close to years ago. The conversation quickly devolved into a passive-aggressive fight that ended with the other person getting in the car and driving away. As I started heading back inside, the other person came back, got out of the car, and started our conversation again. The tone of voice was totally different, and the stance was different, and the feeling in the air was completely off. I don't know how to explain it. As the conversation progressed, the other person started saying nasty and mean things. 
that were completely out of character. And I said, this isn't like you, person. And they said, what makes you think I'm person? I remember continuing the conversation and talking to the person for a long time, but I don't remember anything specific. I do remember becoming more and more alarmed and knowing something wasn't right. Finally, I told the person to go home. They complied and left. I went back inside and started telling my sibling about the situation when the doorbell rang. Maybe two to three minutes had passed. It was the person coming back to apologize for the original fight. They had been driving around town for a long time and didn't want to go home, leaving things unresolved. I asked why they had said some of the things from the last conversation, and they looked at me like I was crazy. They had no idea what I was talking about. They totally could have been lying, but that whole situation just felt dark, and it scared the hell out of me. I was living with my now mother-in-law in a house that she had just purchased a few months before. We had all had various weird feelings or experiences in the house, but two really, really stick out. Collectively, there are three dogs living in the house at the time. One evening, we are sitting with our backs to the hallway, this is significant, watching a movie. All of a sudden, my German Shepherd and my Terrier both perk up their ears and start staring down the hallway behind where we're sitting. I mean, full attention. I noticed and turned around. The light in the hallway was off. It was dark. But of course, didn't see anything. Five minutes later, they're still staring and now growling. This time, my wife and I turn around and we both watch as the light switch on the wall gets flipped to on. The dogs went crazy and so did we. A few weeks later, same scenario. Light is off and we're watching a movie. My German Shepherd loved to play fetch and we always had a million balls around to entertain her. This time, she was staring down the hallway and wagging her damn tail. This time, we all notice again and start to watch. I swear to God, a ball, a single orange tennis ball, came rolling down the hallway towards her, and we all went white. There were always a few others, but Jesus, I hated that hallway. It never felt like a bad energy, but my feeble little brain was still scared nonetheless. Edit. One more story. Mom-in-law was having these dreams for a few weeks after moving in the house about the house catching on fire and burning to the ground with all of us inside. Horrible. About three weeks after these dreams, we woke up one morning and distinctly smelled smoke coming from the house. We panicked and started searching and eventually came to the garage. On a rafter, we noticed a smoke coming out from around a fluorescent light fixture. At that moment, I realized, my god, it's attached directly to this old dried-out beam. The light was left out all night, and it was clearly burning the rafter ever so slightly. Lights are not supposed to be secured slash screwed to a rafter like that. So, we like to think that our ghost haunts were looking out for us. After that, her dreams stopped. I shared a room with a guy in college who was a musician. He'd stay out late almost every night and come home around 3 or 4 in the morning. Our room was a straight shot through the kitchen from the front door. One night, I woke up to the bedroom door opening and figured it was just my roommate coming home from after a gig. I thought it was strange that he turned the lights on when coming in. 
he knew I was a light sleeper. He would normally use his phone's light to shine around the room if he was looking for something while I was sleeping. My bed was a twin-size position against the wall connecting the bedroom to the kitchen. When he came in, I was facing the wall. I kept my eyes closed and pretended I was still asleep because I didn't feel like having a conversation with my most likely drunken friend while I was still half asleep. I heard him go to his side of the room, opposite of my bed, and wrestled around his desk and dresser looking for something. Sometimes he would grab some clothes for the next day and then go stay at his buddy's house, so I wasn't concerned. Then I felt him start reaching under my bed. I keep a few things under there but he would normally ask before straight up taking anything of mine. At that point, I was really confused and annoyed by all this, so I made it a point to, passive-aggressively, roll over to my other side and face the middle of the room in the direction from where he was reaching so he would know that I was pissed that he was ruining my beauty sleep. Then, I heard nothing, but I could feel that he shot up from under the bed and was just standing there. I never opened my eyes, but I figured he would either apologize for waking me up or something. But he never said a word. He just stood there. After probably two minutes with the lights on, I hear him leave the room and go to the kitchen. I opened my eyes after a couple more minutes because he left the light on in the bad bedroom. He wasn't in the kitchen, but he had pulled a knife from the knife block and left it on the table. I checked around the house and couldn't find him, but quickly realized my Xbox, book bag, wallet, etc. had been stolen. I called my roommate to see if he had been home, but he was miles away at a party. He still had his house keys and never gave them to anyone else prior. I must have accidentally left the door unlocked that evening, which was the one time someone decided to check the knob. The police never followed up with me after that night, so I doubt they ever caught the guy. I can't imagine what would have happened if I did open my eyes and see the guy standing there or if I had chased him out to the kitchen. TLDR, someone walked into my bedroom while I was still asleep, stole my stuff, and watched me from the side of my bed. Thank you all for listening to my first episode. This podcast is something that I have wanted to do for a very long time. If you would like to leave me a note, or if you have a story you would like for me to narrate, I can be creeped at Let's Get Creepy Podcast at Yahoo.com, Facebook.com slash Dahlia Creepy, that's D A H L I A C R E E P Y, and at Anchor.fm. Let's Get Creepy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take the time to rate and review it on your preferred podcast listening apps, as this will help other listeners find me. Once again, thank you all so much. Stay creepy, darklings. <laughs>